welcome to the very first episode of the Nerd Herd comic book club that we will be doing every week. And what we'll be doing here is we'll be taking a look at a particular story arc every week and we will be holding no punches about the highs and the lows. We'll be giving you it real uh, about what we think about these story arcs. Um, and at the end of this, we will tell you what next week's will be. So if you want to read along with us and you want to come and jump in and have your say on these story arcs, you will be more than welcome to do so. That's what we're doing. We will be writing these things at the end. And we have got a official Nerd Herd Comic Book Club leaderboard. Can I get it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that will help people reference, I think, of like where we're gauging these stories. And uh, let's have a look at these beautiful faces that we've got here. Uh, over this way here, we've got Scott from Scott Shelf. Hey, everyone. How you doing? We've got a familiar face to the channel down here. We've got Shane from Dawn of Comics, who's my arch nemesis on Bargain Bin Battles. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> and we've you got Phil time, from Comics Gaming and Figures. How you doing, buddy? Hi, folks. How are we all? Good. 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 I'm excited. Yeah, I'm here as well. I'm excited as well. Uh, before we get into it and uh, we start the discussion about Secret Wars 1984, not the other one, the first one, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, let's have a look who we got in the chat here. We've got uh, Sith Lordly. Looking forward to the show and me as well, buddy. Uh, we've got Tapia Family... Uh, comics in here. We've got Grey Man. I'm just whizzing through these. Here we got our friend Luke from Hydra Collectibles. Hi guys, old faces and new. Oh, who are you calling old man? <laughs> <Be nice. laughs> uh, we've got T1 Gaming and Collectibles. That's our time. We've got Perpetual Comics, who I do think is new to the community. So everyone give him a WhatsApp. Go and hit the sub button. I'm trying to convince him to start his own YouTube channel at the moment. And uh, we've got Shane with his red light on. How much, buddy? <laughs> what comics you got? <laughs> we got uh, we got our friend GP Venom. How are you doing, mate? And we've got Comic Deal. These walls are so secret, we shouldn't be talking about them. <laughs> First rule of secret walls. Don't talk about secret walls. <laughs> So there you go, folks. You know what we're doing. Uh, you know what the topic is for this week. Uh, let's pick on somebody to tell us briefly, give us a small synopsis of what Secret Wars 1984 was about. Seeing as Shane, you were trying to throw him under the bus, you can, you can ah! take the synopsis. So... So Secret Wars is about um, a being that decides to bring all the villains and heroes together to pretty much fight every episode, um, every issue um, to destroy everything. Oh, nope. sorry, folks. <laughs> sorry. Let's just messed with your camera there, mate. You carry on. Um, I've totally forgot the name of the guy. Beyonder. The Beyonder. Um, that's him, the Beyonder. Yeah, so he brings all the good guys on one ship plus Magneto and all the bad guys on another ship with Doctor Doom leading them. Mm. And it's pretty much just an all-out war between the groups. Every yeah. issue is just fight after fight after fight. And it was, uh, it, yeah, it just, it's just like a big brawl, isn't it? 
it's the storyline is a bit um, simple, basic. Because mm. yeah, it's, a, it's, of... a, it's essentially a royal rumble, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. you, they all get dumped on this planet, which is kind of ripped from thousands of different planets and kind of stuck together. And the Beyond and basically says, like, people on there to get hurt as well during the fights. Yeah, yeah. And he basically says to people, kind of like, you know, whoever wins, you know, you get whatever your heart desires, um, which is kind of integral to the story, kind of like further down the line of why he's doing this. Um, yeah, and Doctor Doom plays a, a big, he tends to be the main focus of the villainous team. And then you've got Captain America, the X-Men, um, and Magneto, who is weirdly placed in the middle spot. Kind of limbo zone. Yeah, he kind of just floats yeah. about, doesn't he, between yeah. people. Uh, but ultimately, I think he's kind of good. That's the kind of like yeah. thing where he's kind of all right, you know? Well, um, uh, uh, <laughs> there is a thing with Wasp that would uh, oh, yeah. to <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's you know, now we've got giving people like a brief, very, very short synopsis about it. Let's get into it. Let's Let's find out what we thought about this. Um, Scott, do you want to go first, mate, and give us your thoughts on, on what you thought of Secret Wars? Yeah, okay. So initially, um, you, you kind of see the motivations between the good guys and the bad guys because the Beyonder is basically like, defeat your enemies and I'll give you whatever you want. So the villains are very materialistic in what they first go to straight away um, as what they think of. And then the... The you know the heroes then they're more about I've just got to fight my way out to get home, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, what I did notice though uh, is how many villains are dressed in green and purple. <laughs> that was like the first thing I picked up. And I was like, did they just run out of colours? I mean, like um, yeah, so coloured print. And I was it like, was, like it, you are right. It was very much a thing of the time. If you visit a lot of the Silver Age books when those villains were created, they were done in greens and purples. You know, I think it maybe that was to signify a clear difference between heroes and villains. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, as 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 it went on, you actually start to see the differences in some of the villains. Like I've, uh, out of the the Wrecking Crew, I only knew Absorbing Man. But that was purely based from the Agents of Shield TV show. That's the only reason I know him. Um, but uh, I don't know how much you want me to go into this now. Uh, it's as you, you, I, you say as, as much or as little as you as right. you want, Scott. I think this whole arc was basically to develop Doom. For me, it's a Doom book. Yeah, it's oh, a very yeah. Doom story. Um, Yes, and Johnny Storm did get Zaji. Uh, he did on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of uh, adultery going on there. But yeah, um, yeah, that got uh, weird. Yeah, for, yeah. For, but with with Doom, yeah, that's what it felt to me. It felt like it was a massive story, just for Doom's development, pretty much. Um, you know, with him, you know, like uh, trying to uh, get on Galactus's ship. And then get the beyond his power, and then. But I was a bit gutted that all he really wanted to use that power for was to save his mother's soul, not to actually do anything really evil. Mm. I'm hoping you agree with me. But those uh, are the villain motivations that make you care for them, like Thanos in uh, the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's true. 
if the motivations are understandable, then you don't hate them as much as you could or should. Yeah. Well, I don't read too much of like Fantastic Four or Doom in general, but doesn't he he he's kind of like Luther, he thinks he is good, he's trying to do good for his people and his his country land as such, so he thinks he is doing good. Well that's what makes yeah. the best villain. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a very much a kind of like, yeah, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but that that is driven when those good intentions are only driven by his ego, aren't they? Realistically, in whatever mm. he does. It's because he is doom and he will have his way. So by default, that kind of makes it a villainous approach to take to things. Um, that, I think that's what I always find with him. Um, Shane, what about you, mate? Do you want to uh, uh, go next on, on your general thoughts? Um, I was bored, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, it, got, it was really hard to read. Um, Comments the hate mail! <laughs> <laughs> it was just the writing of the time was just so hard to read. I mean, I didn't start reading comics until I think um, 89 and later are the comic books that I started reading. Mm. Um, and they weren't this cheesy and um, over the top. I mean, Magneto at one point when someone touches him, he's like, you can't touch me. I'm Magneto, master of magnetism. And, and then he introduces the character that touched him and they just keep introducing themselves all the time and it's really hard to read. Uh, <laughs> so am I right in saying you found the actual kind of like panel to panel writing a little bit repetitive? Is that what bored you? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, overline, the overall storyline was interesting enough and the fight scenes were fun. But when they were just talking with each other, it's just it was the way it was written more than what they were saying. You know, if it had been maybe updated if it was written maybe late 80s, early 90s, rather than early 80s, then I don't think it would be as as over the top as it was. See, I think that's to do with the the art back in the end days being quite limited. Like, the art today is very dynamic, so I always find when they're having like a fight scene or a battle scene, they're almost explaining what they're going to do to each other. It's like, yeah. that 20 seconds you've explained what you're doing to me, I would thump you. Like, <laughs> they're so dragged out because they have to explain it. Because the artwork was limited, where they can't draw it. Where like today, art's moved on, and it's more dynamic. Where you can paint a battle picture without explaining everything. It was more of a, is a fair point. Yeah, it was more of a. I'm Magneto. You're gonna challenge me. Well, I'm gonna kill you with my magnetism powers. And it, yeah, that time yeah. it takes you to read that. Yeah, realistically, you, you could have been walloped. And, yeah, and like, how, how many times are you going to tell us you've got magnetism powers? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's the issue. You're like <laughs> issue twelve. You're like, whoa, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I, know I, I, th I found that I found there was a lot of that as well in there. Yeah, and I think fans have moved on a bit as well, as well as the artwork. So you um, writers now trust the fans a little bit more to know what they're reading. So you don't have to when you're explaining what happened in the previous uh, issue, you can do it in just a few lines now. Whereas in these, it felt like an entire page was just telling you what happened. They were showing you flashbacks and they were showing you what had already yeah. happened. And I do feel it was a bit long, 12 issues, could have been maybe six, possibly four. You'd have crammed it down into a nice tight four issues. I think uh, Slight Up's got a very good point there. Everything was over the top in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> so it's a good point, man. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say I majorly disagree with any of the points uh, that you or Scott have, have raised there regarding Secret Wars. Um, 
Phil, how about you, mate? What, 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 what are your general opinions? Well, I had had this book for a long time, so I haven't read it. And to be honest, I knew nothing of it, apart from everyone raves about this book. And I'm with everyone else. I, I don't get why. Like, the, the book I have, there's an interview from Jim Shooter who, who wrote it. And I didn't know this before, but basically Mattel wanted to sell toys. They wanted to get mm-hmm. in the market of selling action figures, so they went to Yeah, I think Luke's just made a comment there, so I'll put that yeah. back up there. Yeah. So they, they had basically outlined what they want this book to be, they have all these vehicles, the play sets, all that kind of stuff. So the book being 12 issues is that they try to cram so much that Mattel wanted into it. Yeah. I think it was Mattel. Did you say some say it was Toy, toy Biz there? I thought Yeah, Mattel. Toy Biz. I think Luke's saying it's Toy Biz, and Luke, Luke does collect a lot of action figures. Yeah. That is his bag, baby. So, uh, yeah, I think he's probably uh, correct on that. I wouldn't argue with him. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I thought, like, I tried my best to read it, thinking that like, getting an, an 80s kind of mindset, because it is hard to read older comic books, I find, just because mm. the art is not from nowhere near what it is today and the language used is not the same and that's it is it was a slog but i do like the story coming the to the language can does anyone else have the same issues with me with the um like the sexism kind of thing <laughs> like, like where absorbing really, man only referred to titania as legs I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of thing and it was like there was a lot of like you know iron man um, uh, with Captain Marvel, like cheeky comments here and there, mm. and uh, things like that. And I was just like, yeah, like I understand it was in the 80s and times have changed and all that. You know, it was nearly 40 years. But, yeah, that was something I just couldn't get past. Even with that, like, the Wasp was a terrible character. She was more interested in her makeup and her hair mm-hmm. and wanted a powder room. I'm thinking, you're on this planet fighting these villains. <laughs> Like, surely you could not worry about combing your hair and put your makeup on. <laughs> Even yeah. the where she came back to life and it's like, oh no, my hair, my makeup. It's Straight like, away, yeah. It's just like, come on. I think I'm going to jo- jump in here with my uh, a point of view on this um, because you're all touching on kind of roughly where I'm going to go with it. Um, yeah, I think a lot of those things that you're talking about, the kind of the casual sexism, um, the, the the kind of the vanity, the way that kind of some of those women were portrayed and those characters oh, all contributed for me. Uh, and now it's worth noting, I did read this when I was younger, not at the time, because uh, I would only have been a small boy, but I did read it when I was younger. And my memory was very limited about what happened in, in the book. But I figured all of that stuff we're talking about contributed to me feeling like that this book, one, hasn't aged very well. But for me... And this might be me looking back through kind of rose tinted glasses, but this thing's outdated even for 1984, in my opinion. Um, if this was a Silver Age book, I could kind of understand why a lot of that stuff was there. But for 84, I'm kind of like, this thing was dated even for the time. Anybody feel that? No? Um, was uh, was this out uh, a similar time to Crisis on Infinite Earths? That was um, 88. This was the first main event, wasn't it? Really, the Secret Wars? Because yeah. I was just, I'm just trying to think, like, because I've read that and I really enjoyed that. I'm just trying to think, um, there's, yeah, like, I felt like Crisis was a lot more mature in its writing and the story behind it rather than uh, Secret Wars. And I'm not sure if that's just because I don't know if the four years there had a difference in the, you know, in, in, in the business, but 
Yeah. I, also, if they weren't, if they were writing a story and not just trying to sell toys, that would contribute to that feeling. But yeah, yeah. I was kind of comparing it to Crisis on Infinite Earths as well. Um, I yeah, didn't think I, it was I, and, version. and despite it being outdated, or me at least feeling that it was outdated, even for the uh, for the time, um, I can't say. I think you just touched on it there, Scott. I found a lot of silly things happen in like over the top silliness happens in this, this story arc. And I'm kind of like, do we need that really? We're on this battle planet. And then you've got all of this kind of lunacy stuff happening. It gets, seems to get very, very silly. Yeah. It's supposed to be so an to, intense environment. Yeah. And that kind of broke that reading thing for me. Um, I think I was just going to say, when when the story tries to get dark and the artwork is that colourful and bright, that also takes you out of it. Yeah, um, it's a great artwork. I'm not good for the time. The artwork's lovely. You know, I'm not going to fault the artwork for the time. But when you're trying to tell a serious story and everything is just so colourful, even the landscape, it does sort of take you out of the drama of the book. See, I had the opposite reaction to that. I actually didn't find fault with the art. I actually quite enjoyed the art. I loved that retro feel. I know I might be a bit older than folks. So I really enjoyed that kind of four-colour approach to things. And like where you said it got really bright with those panels of like Doom and Galactus exuding all that energy. Like that was quite nostalgic for me to like visually see. Um but just going back to what we were saying there about the lunacy, that read I'm gonna probably say something a bit controversially in there, folks. Don't don't shout at me, but it left me feeling that like three quarters of this story arc was really just a bit dirge. Like it only got good for me, I'd say in the last four issues where it got serious. Um I agree. the rest of it all seemed a bit slapstick and a bit, oh, let's have a fisticuffs fight. Oh, how are you, darling? You know, it just seemed like a lot of that. For, for three quarters of the whole thing? Yeah, a lot of things happen yeah. for no reason. I mean, yeah. teams fighting teams just just for nothing. Just It seemed like they would just start fighting. And then yeah. in the next on the next page, everything was just back to normal, or they were yeah. somewhere else. There seemed all, to be gaps as well. Yeah. I think the flow of it wasn't great. Um, it was a lot of jumping back and forth. It felt like in a, you know, in like a low budget, uh, low budget film, there's a lot of jump cuts going back and forth. Um, mm. But there's, but you don't know what happened in between some bits. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how it felt. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, I have a question, um, just because I just don't know. Um, Captain Marvel. Um, in this book, she is a black woman. But in the modern book, she's a blonde white woman. Is that a completely different character, or did they just read? Did they change? Like, was it like, was it like the moving, like the passing of the mantle, or was it just no? That, that version of Captain Marvel you were talking about there—that's Monica Rambeau. Uh, right. We have seen in the MCU at the moment. Yeah, she did a stint as as Captain Marvel as well. Right. Um, okay. So that's the particular character there. The same with Iron Man. You know, the Iron Man we're looking at in Secret Wars. Yeah. Was, uh, which again, this was something I didn't remember. Like it wasn't Tony Stark, was it? It was. Uh, it was Rhodey in there. Yeah, it was Rhodes. Yeah. See, whenever I'm yeah, reading, I, 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 I always think of her. 
I always think of their voices from like I was pitch I was hearing Robert Downey Jr. in my head up until you realized no Trudy. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I thought I missed something because it was like what issue like eight or nine where where you kind of realize that it's Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I I was wondering if I needed to look back and I was like, did I miss something or did they did they announce it at the start and I missed it? But no, it was just nope. This is me. It, was where, it was where Reed was fixing his armor and he had like the black arm. Yeah, and yeah. It was like, you're surprised to have a black arm. It's like, I thought it was Tony Stark. What's going on? <laughs> and where was Sue? <laughs> Sorry? Where was Sue at this time from Fantastic She was, they touched on that. She, she was, was uh, she was pregnant, wasn't she? I think um, back, back on Earth. He, I think um, Reed Richards got, I think, was it Doom or the, no, it was Galactus, wasn't it, that showed him a vision mm-hmm. uh, back on Earth of her with the, uh, with, with the kid. You see, I, I think as well with the the middle being the big slog and all this back and forth and not really telling a, a fluent story, I actually thought they could have took, taken that out and maybe put in like the impact on Earth without the heroes. Like what's like mm. I'm sure the, the crime rates for for yeah. Spider Man were, were going up. He's not going to stop them. You know what I mean? And I just thought there could be other things that could have maybe put in. Like this is why we're missing the heroes. Is there someone at mm. home trying to get them back or whatever? And there was none of that. I wanted yeah. to ask about this black costume uh, that uh, Pablo Costa's uh, mentioning here. Like, I was a bit gutted that they didn't reveal what it actually was because what Spider-Man used a different machine, didn't he? Because he yeah. thought he was using like this costume regenerating machine, but yeah. ends up getting like this black ball that just covers his suit, and then he can, by using his mind, he can shrink the sleeves and take away his. Uh, mask and stuff like that. So I was I was a bit gutted we didn't find out what that was. Um, I'm assuming you do later in Spider-Man books, but I, 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 I wish they put it. Oh in yeah, there. you you find out that later later on down the line that 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 black suit is Venom. Um, it's you know, symbiote, which, is it? Yeah, it's the Venom symbiote. Yeah, which then will attach to Eddie Brock, and then we get the proper right. version of Venom that we all know. Um, so I, I mean that I agree. A lot of people are saying like you know that that's probably I know there's a we've had two different comments i think yeah some people saying it was the worst thing to come out of that some people saying it was the best thing that we got that that suit out of there um i don't know i kind of like that we got venom out of it but again there was no reveal in that so if you're looking at it standalone as contributing to the story arc yeah uh, you know it doesn't really have a lot of significance because there's no reveal there reading the jim shooter interview that he had said that he wanted all the characters to basically go away from this with the, the writer on their books to have somewhere to go with it. And that's mm. obviously with the, the Black Suit Spider-Man and even She-Hulk joining Fantastic Four. So their books were impacted because of Secret Wars. I think he was worried about having this big, big event and then having no impact whatsoever on the current run of books. So, mm. and you find out towards the end because it kind of explains where they're going. They're all going back to different places and She-Hulk joins the Fantastic Four and obviously the Spider-Man thing you find out in Spider-Man book. Yeah, it definitely at the end it definitely shifted people around, didn't it? Like the X-Men disappeared as well, didn't they? They kind of got thrown off course because that yeah. was it a dragon that flew uh, into the uh, the transporter thing. So they obviously went somewhere else, um, you know, than they were supposed to go. And like you said, She Hawk ends up being the Fantastic Four. Ben Grimm stays on on the planet itself. Uh, yeah. so it definitely shakes things up and places them around, I suppose, for their 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 singular runs at the time mm. i do like that we got a <laughs> uh, new spider woman mm. 
Um, I, I did enjoy reading her books back in the day. Um, I like that character. So is um, that her first appearance in um, Secret Wars? I think it is. I think it might be. Which then makes you wonder why she went with a black and white suit. It, because she appears before Spider-Man yeah. is in a black suit. Mm. So she's not inspired by him or uses the same machine as him. So why is she in black and white like him when the previous Spider-Woman was in blue and red? Mm. So it's just, I don't. I have no idea to the answer to that question. Anyone got the answer to that in the in the chat, folks? Why was the new Spider Woman suit black and white? Do we know? I do like it though, but I've just always wondered why. If she came slightly before his black costume, mm. why was she in a black and white costume? Yeah, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. But what what do we think of the uh, the other characters? Because you know we've kind of touched on. You know the kind of sexism and that that kind of making it seem a bit outdated. Um, well, but what, what do we feel about the? You know, there was a healer, wasn't there? What was her name? Zaji or something like that. Um, Zaji, yeah. Zaji, yeah, yeah. And we got the X Men people in there. We got Colossus and Wolverine and stuff and everything. What, how did people kind of feel about their involvement in things like that? That dubious Magneto or Claw, like that weirdness with Claw <laughs> being like a raving lunatic. What was Claw? <laughs> like I just you can just slice them right up and make them this kind of par giant machine or something. <laughs> yeah, like if you tried to explain that, I think to people, people would just look at you and go, "What?" He cut up a guy and used him as lenses. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> I was really disappointed with Rogue. Yeah, she was very much a coward throughout the whole book. Um, she still fought, but she constantly didn't want to fight and constantly wanted to run away. And um, she's been one of my favorite characters since I've, uh, since I've known X-Men. So to see her like that was a bit disappointing. She was quite- yeah, I think she, she, she did turn around in the end though, didn't she? I think she kind of committed herself and she's like, no, I'm gonna fight, I'm an X-Men, you know? Yeah, but for so long, I mean, she's. She had Miss Marvel's power at the time, so she was invulnerable and could punch really hard. So there was no need for her to be so scared of everything. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, she was portrayed as kind of quite underpowered, I kind of want to say. Um, yeah, absolutely. During the story arc. Yeah, it felt like that. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Um, I did enjoy the Spider-Man um, uh, Titania fight. Yeah. Yes. I did enjoy it. After everyone she'd beaten so easily and Spider-Man came along and just completely dominated in the most ridiculous way. But is that, That's the yeah. one where he ends up kind of like teaching her a lesson, isn't it? Like, you know, you've become the bully that you didn't like and then he ends up chucking her yeah. off the, the, the base or something. She yeah. kind of gives up, doesn't she, after that? <laughs> yeah, she, she definitely got taught a lesson there. I liked her as a character, though. I'll be honest with you. I think out of all of the the female characters, I think Spider-Woman and um, Titania were, were probably the ones that came across the best to me. I think Titania could have had a few different lines rather than just, I'm Titania, I will kill you. Uh, I'm, I'm really strong, Camille, let's fight. 
Well, she was a new yeah. character. She had to tell you who she was every time she appeared. Over and over and over and over again. <laughs> just, just to remind you, you know, for the 20th time. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, didn't I, read... I Sorry, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say, I haven't read anything before this, as in, in the Marvel Universe. So were Wasp and Magneto a thing before this? Because it felt very um, predatory when he met her in the hallway and... He kidnapped her and snubbed her? Forced him, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, let's, you know, now you've, you've mentioned it, let's open the can of worms there that that is. I mean, a lot of stuff in this was kind of predatory. A lot of these mm -hmm. characters, even Colossus towards mm -hmm. the healer, like, essentially turn into stalking behavior in a way, like by like modern standards. I guess, you know, back then people may have seen it kind of different or that those behaviors were more accepted in society. I suppose we do have to bear that in mind when we're talking about this. But yeah, it, as we're looking at this like retrospectively, uh, it, it doesn't really age well uh, at all. I'm trying to think of it from their from that time's perspective, and uh, trying to think of it from the character's perspective as well, because you got to think it was what like. No, I think we're I think we're losing you there, Scott. I think. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, better, worse. Are there we okay? Cool. Okay. So um, yeah, this was like the third, about the third or fourth issue in when they had that kind of canoodling, didn't they? Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, they were. Unconsensual. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, they, maybe it was because they were in like that kind of dire situation. You're on a planet. Uh, you, God knows how far away from from your home planet. Uh, you know, you could potentially die. And I guess it's kind of like uh, instinctual things kick in. You'd be like, well, when oh, you know, when in Rome, the guy that kisses me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but also too, what I didn't like the wasp character in general, but. No. That kiss, for example, she ultimately was using Magneto as well. She wanted to kind of see what he was up to, and thought, "Well, if I let him kiss me, yeah, that's, that's the thing that we're not we're not we're not addressing there is realistically like she was using her. They they used that part there where for her to use her womanly charms to kind of uncover what Magneto was up to and his plot there, which again, I think doesn't really paint women in a good light um, in this book, <laughs> in my opinion. I think it was a big factor for me. Um, and again, it's one of those things where, you know, for everybody watching, like we know it's a, we're judging this retrospectively, um, but that's what this is about. It's about revisiting those, those classic story arcs and finding out like, you know, for new collectors and new readers, like, you know, what what is happening in these things and are they effective now? Um, and for me, them? yeah, exactly. And Secret Wars is a massively uh, considered, like, historical uh, story arc. You know, like we said, you know, it was that venture into kind of generating a mass toy line. It was... Uh, you know, one of those big events, like you said, Phil, uh, one of those started that stuff off. Um, so, of course, you know, but for me, I've got to, I'm, I'm going to just call it out on the line here. Like, I don't think it's worth the hype for me. The last four issues, yes. The rest of it, no, in my, in my opinion. Considering there were rumours about the MCU going into Secret Wars after... Uh, Infinity War and Endgame and stuff. Mm. I was expecting, like, going into this, I was looking forward to it, but I was kind of let down because 
if you expect if there are rumors that the MCU were going to go into this, then you would think it would be something mental and epic and awesome. But it was, you know, a letdown in places. And like you said, like, you know, the last four issues were the only good ones, pretty much. So did you guys, Shane, Phil, did you find that or did your like distaste for those, the start of that story affect the ending for you as well? Or do you agree with that it actually got better in the end? Or it got, or not? It got much better towards the end. Yeah. Like say they could have done it. Like even the first two issues, I quite like the, the initial kind of build up and you know, there's a good bit of humor in it. And then the middle just kind of like you're trying to piece together like, what's going on, like what is it? But the end came together, the last three or four issues, especially, did come together. But it's one of those books now that now that I've read it, I probably will never read it again. <laughs> that's that's it that's i'll not go back to it it's not going to be one that i'll revisit unless as, she, as scott said that they make a movie then mm-hmm. i will yeah and, and i think the, those ending issues only really came together and the glue that held all that together for those last issues was doom yeah. and it's when doom finally came into his own and uh, own and you got this kind of all-powerful uh, you know, uh, Doctor Doom that was kind of taking on the Beyonder. That's where this stuff really started to excel. And I, I kind of felt myself going, all right, well, I'm into this now. Like, I'm invested. I actually want to see what happens. In those earlier issues where it was like lots of lunacy and people were going, right, let's just have a fight. Oh, no, retreat. Let's fight again. I wasn't invested at all at, at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was buying that monthly, I would have stopped after issue one. I, or possibly mm. two, I probably would have got the second one to see where it went. But after issue two, I wouldn't have completed the collection. Mm. And it would have been a shame because I wouldn't have read the last few issues. But you've got to grab me straight away in an issue. If the first issue doesn't grab me, I have no intention of reading the rest, especially if I know there's going to be 11 more like that. <laughs> but if you're going to get it at the time, you know what I mean? Like, if you think of the kind of comics and books that were out at the time... Would that have changed? Oh, I mean, yeah, as a kid, seeing Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men all on the same book, and the, you know, yeah, absolutely. But then reading what? it, if I was reading that as a kid, I would have been so bored, so bored, I would have mm. just stopped. So, I'd have just, I'd have ended up ripping it up and making a poster out of it. Sometimes they find the cosmic stuff a bit, a bit much, so that if that's tailored for kids with a toy line, I don't think as a kid, say five, six, years of age, I wouldn't really understand it. I just think it's mm. too confusing. But then there were times they made it quite simple with their jokes and stuff as well. So it's like they kind of try to tailor for everybody, but nobody at the same time. There wasn't yeah, I mean, audience. As a kid, I would have enjoyed the fight scenes. I would have enjoyed watching yeah. everyone fight. But those pages were few and far between. So to entertain a child in the 80s, I don't think so. And, and just 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 to go back to the kind of diversity and the 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 way that this book kind of handled some of those issues and stuff. And I will say it was really weird. Yet again, in those last four issues, it kind of felt like it did a U-turn to me. Mm-hmm. That that my favorite panel in the whole of those twelve issues was the part where um, I think Wolverine is talking to Captain America and he's saying, "Oh, you know." Maybe you do have value for the us mutants, you know. And Cap says, you know, you expect him to say some of my best friends are mutants, that whole cliched phrase. And he says, no, some of my best friends are people. You know what I mean? And I thought that was beautiful. I honestly thought that was. And then it kind of didn't fit. I was like, hang on, you've spent this 
he's three quarters of this kind of like portraying kind of like you know kind of sexism and all of it and then you have this kind of really kind of nice moments in there and there was a couple of them but that was my favorite it was almost really weird it was like it was written by a different person those last four issues man captain america was one of the positives for me overall over the whole story i thought he was very good really like, See, I, I, negative for me no because i don't uh i don't read haven't read captain america i just have what i know about them is from the movies and he's just kind of he's the boy scout he's the nice you know he does always does good doesn't harm nobody but the fact that i think it was issue two or three before they nominated their captain or their leader he was taking control you know stand at two four six eight o'clock watch the perimeter do, the, do this that and then throughout the whole thing he always kind of had like the right mentality like we're not here to like kill people we need to work out we're about galactus and so on so I liked yeah. the Captain America. That's, that's I just that say, positive for me. Sorry to interrupt, yeah, Phil, but I think Perpetual Comics is working some magic here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hard to write Captain America in a negative way, isn't it? I mean, he's just so hopeful and good and pure. You can't not, no matter what's going on, even if he is fighting his friends, or he still has to be optimistic and good. The thing is, like Superman, if, if, if his kind of uh, if he's broken, if his spirit's broken, then everyone's sniggered. Yeah, See, I, 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 I don't mind it with Superman, but there's just something that annoys me about Captain America, like you said, Phil, about him taking charge and just being a natural leader. That's what irritates me about him. I'm like, leave people alone, man, you know what I mean? Like. Have a democratic vote on who they want to leave. Don't just take charge. <laughs> that bothers me, man. Because I think, I think what? Uh, he calls everyone son, yeah. <laughs> he was calling Colossus son. I'm thinking, that's really strange. Like, yes, he may be older than Colossus, but Colossus is a big boy. <laughs> like, you're calling him son. I do like that Ben got a chance to be human again. Mm. I really feel for him in his in the books he's just such a a big lump and he just he doesn't deserve it i mean everyone else gets to control their powers and he's just stuck like that and it's such a shame and to see him human again was nice is that ever revealed like why that happened um it may be in in the future in, in future issues or something like somewhere does do we ever find out why he was going back and forth um between the thing and his human form. So I, I haven't. It's a planet. Is it? But that's, we... I, that's what I assume. Because when he got there, he just started to. He just yeah, I, I think there no, is more to that. I mean, um, I, I tell you who will know. Luke uh, from Hydra Collectibles. He will know. Um, <laughs> but the, the the it is the planet. But Reed, if you if you look at the end of that, just as they're leaving. Reed Richards is kind of like, mm, I know what, what's up with Ben and I, I don't want to break his heart. Like, I don't want to tell him. So I'll just leave him to find out for himself. So oh, I'm yeah. guessing at some point we found out what that was or what the issue was there. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't, I'm not really a Thing fan either, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to get so much hate mail from this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't care. Deal with it, people. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk about one thing that uh, just, just I was a bit gutted over. Um, yeah, I, th I think I think it was at the end of issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end of issue three, where uh, Molecule Man dropped the mountain on 
the team. Mm. Um, you know, like, so, you know, obviously that's like a really, you know, like, oh my God, and the whole team has been crushed. Like, you know, like, you know, there are going to be like nine more issues, eight more issues. So, you know, they're going to be okay. But what I was gutted about was the cover of issue four tells you straight away that the Hulk has saved the day. And like, like I, I totally expect to know, like expect that one of them somehow saved everyone. But I would have at least, at, at least liked to have gotten to that page myself and had that little journey and that kind of little niggle in my head being, you know, what's going to happen? Like who, who, you know, who's alive? Are all of them alive? Are all of them, are some of them dead kind of thing? So it was just that cover yeah that's it it's just there with the whole Phil's going yeah let me move that out of the way phil go ahead show us the uh the cover yeah so there Hulk you go. Is just holding the whole mountain range up um, it's a great cover though let's be it honest it's a good cover yeah, it's awesome but i was just straight away you get to that you get to that book and you're like ah well it I makes for the cover to actually show you something that's happened in the book usually the cover has nothing to do with what's going on in the book so I don't think there was anything else they could have put on that cover. I mean, could, what, uh, the bad guy's laughing. I don't know what you could... You, that, look, that cover draws you in, doesn't it? Yeah, it That's does. I suppose you have to think about it in the context as well. Is like there would have been a month in between those issues. So mm. that suspense would have been building up. Like We've read that True. all together as one thing. Yeah. Uh, as the kids of the day would have had to wait a month, you know, four weeks for that that next instalment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think um, although out of all the covers, that one and um, Spider Man in his um, black suit, they were the only covers I actually liked. I, mm. I, even though all the others were team covers and really bright and. Um, colorful and they just seemed a bit plain and a bit static see i liked the my favorite covers um were again those last issues where you had a lot of the cosmic doom kind yeah. of you know like there's that one with you more like tattered and energy and stuff yes yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I, I was really i was going to bring that one up that's issue 10 that's my favorite one yeah me too as well. i loved that cover yeah i, I, that's really I think good. those ones i enjoyed i do feel that some of them were a bit dull though um you know, in again, the earlier issues. Dozens of characters, and yet it was, the covers were still a bit flat. They should have mm. just had Titania in every cover introducing herself. <laughs> I am Titania. I am strong. I'm up, bro. <laughs> so here's a question for everybody as well, then, uh, before we kind of move on and, and give our final scores on this thing. Um, do we feel with all of that, that plethora of heroes and villains, do we think that this should have had more of a punch to it uh, with, with all of those characters? Or do you think that's what held this story back, the fact that it's like too many cooks and all of that? Yeah, I think there were too many. Yeah, no one had enough time, did they? Except Doom. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> As I'll call the book, Doom's Secret War. <laughs> Doom Wars. Yeah. Um, I do I feel like we could have lost some people along the way. Mm. Maybe in issue six and then in issue 12, maybe lose a couple of people to really hit home that this was a cosmic event. 
Well, I actually yeah. forgot. Whenever um, uh, what's his name, Doctor Connor, Kirk Connors, Lizard. Yeah. Whenever he yeah. whenever he reappeared in like issue ten or something, I forgot he was in it. Like, <laughs> he was in, I think, the initial battle, and then he went away, and then that was him. I forgot all about him. So he wasn't in yeah. it. They, he was the in the swamp. Yeah. But like yeah. in, in a crisis, a crisis on infinite earths, so, you know, a flash died and um, Supergirl died, but there were two <laughs> massive deaths in that. Sorry. <laughs> <I laughed. laughs> comic comic deals nailed it there. See, that would have kept me reading back in the day. <laughs> so, wow, I'm, I'm kind of surprised here. Um, I'll, I'll kind of wrap up the discussion before we uh, we get to doing our, our votes on it. I'm surprised. Uh, I knew what I felt about it, um, about the, all of those highs and lows that we've talked about there. I'm surprised that we all pretty much are on the same page. Um, you know, obviously there's points where we divert, but I'm sh shocked really that we've kind of come together and formed a similar opinion of this. Are you guys? Or oh, uh, I did uh, think I was going to be the only one that didn't like it. <laughs> I, I thought mean, I was, was... going to get attacked from all angles. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was talking to Phil the other day on our on my backstory show, and uh, and like after it finished, we would we were talking about this, and I was saying like I've got some issues, and I, I really hope that you guys either think the same as me or like similar. And like like Shane, I didn't want to get bashed by everyone <laughs> being like this is the best book ever. How can you not like this? And I was like, yes, yeah, so, but yeah, I'm I'm also I'm surprised, but I'm happy that we're all on the same page, uh, pretty much. Phil, how about you, mate? What did you feel? I did like it, however. Like I said before, I won't reread it. That's that's done for me now. And but it's not something I'm ashamed. If I was there at the time, three issues in, I probably wouldn't have picked it up. Mm. No one was probably better elsewhere. But I do think with Secret Wars, there is blind loyalty from people who read it at the time, who yeah. will shoot us down because. So yeah, you, so you it. think that the, the, a lot of the hype around this is maybe driven by that historical nostalgia? People remember the toys, remember the, you know, the the, the kind of that old school uh, format in uh, that being such a kind of big deal at the time. Do you think that's what drives the fact that people hold this in such high regard? Yeah, and just the fact that I, again, not known, but at the time with this being the first big event, Marvel probably promoted it. Something shocking, so everyone was in into that hype and yeah at the time as well and like if someone was to like like this absolute carnage today i'd be like no way that's a great book but <laughs> i do wonder though i wonder like in, in in you know kind of like 40 years from now people review absolute carnage and they go oh it's so outdated look at the way that they treat women in this like you know you don't know do you like how it's gonna that's what i find interesting about Ooh, us now I'll doing this show is, is we're all going to get to see whether these things still work today or how because we're all kind of different experience and different levels of reading as well so i'm really interested to, going forward from week to week just for us to have that perspective i am so shocked that i wasn't the only one that hated this to that point um you know i hate is a strong word um yeah the right word no love <laughs> i think no love would be lost for me over this. The last four issues, like I said, yes. The rest of it, no, in my opinion. So, unless anyone's got any other points that they want to touch on. Nope. 
No. Let's get to the scoring then. Let's go for the scores on the door. So let's go uh, this way round. So uh, zero to ten, Scott. Uh, what, do you want a reason as well? Oh, what? Sorry. Do you want a reason as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. wrap up the, uh, the score with a reason. Um, okay, so yeah, so, so the last seventy-five percent of the story was probably the best, which is probably the wrong way to do it. Um, for me, uh, I hold um, books in high regard if they've made me feel anything emotionally, and there was nothing for this. Um, I can appreciate the story, and I like the characters, and, but I do think this is more of a doom-centralized story, and there were probably too many characters. They could have taken probably two from each side off, um, and I probably would have like Wasp would have been one of them. Uh, and so, yeah, so based on uh, all of that, um, I want to give it uh, a six. That's okay, quite you know, That's a six from Scott. Shane, do you want to go next? Summary and score from you, please, sir. Um, I was quite looking forward to it because, you know, all the characters all in one book, how can you not? Um, you know, 10-year-old me would have given this quite a high score because I would have taken this book and I... I would have um, I would have stopped reading it, but I would have taken the first book and I would have bought every single character if it came out in the toy line. So I I do like the characters and I enjoy the fight scenes, but the storyline it was not for me personally. It didn't keep me enthralled, and I was I was bored most of the time. I, I was just reading it. I wasn't absorbing it. I wasn't enjoying it. I was just reading the words. Um, so for me, it's going to have to be um, purely for the characters, for the artwork and the fight scenes. I'm going to give it a four. Ooh. I feel like I have been generous. <laughs> <laughs> and Phil, come on, buddy. What's your summary and score, mate? Well, as I said before, I tried to read it knowing that it's an old school book that's not going to live up to today's standards. And uh, same as Shane, I, I like all the characters. Um, there could have been a lot more build up of certain characters, some to get lost. Um, the villains I thought were actually poor. I, I don't know all the villains of the Marvel Universe, but there could have been a bit more, uh, could be a bit more danger for, for the heroes. But overall, I like the idea. Um, like getting someone to this planet and this higher being and even the Beyonder, there wasn't a lot mention of him really. Like we don't have too much info on him in this book. I think that does come, I think, later with Secret Wars 2 and stuff like that, you know. But you are right in this. There's nothing. But I'm going to be generous. I think I'm being generous and give it a six because I don't want to give it less than five and get trolled on Instagram and Twitter. And people oh, can I, change, and... can I change my score? I didn't think of that. <laughs> Trolls. You're locked in. You're locked in. You know, don't, man, this is why we're doing this, you see. I mean, you know, because I think that there is, particularly with comic book collecting, you know, there's this kind of, you hear a lot of people saying, this is amazing, this is amazing, this is amazing. And it almost becomes like a mantra, I feel. And this is why, for me personally, uh, I wanted to do this because I wanted to go, well, are these stories amazing if you're going to read them today? Or is this just hype? You know, that's why I'm interested to do what we're doing here. And, and I really don't want us to pull any punches. I want us to be completely honest about it. Um, again, I mean, I stick to it by everything I said in, 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 in my summary. I found this quite outdated, even for the time that it was written in. 
Uh, this read to me more like a Silver Age book than a Bronze Age book, um, which kind of threw me uh, a little bit in, in the wrong direction. Uh, I, I stick by that that three quarters of, of this run was a bit dull to me. And it only got really good for those like last three or four issues. I did love the artwork, however, and I, I did love the cover work. Um, uh, I am a fan that we got the Venom symbiote uh, from that. I think that that you have to acknowledge that that is quite historically important moment. It gave us quite a prominent Marvel character, um, which came later in the future. So without that, <laughs> Phil's working it. Um, so you, we have to acknowledge that. And the Beyonder as well, you know, it, it gave us uh, the kind of start of that, which kind of went on to Secret Wars 2 and a bunch of other stuff as well. So for me, I think for me to be fair, you know, given that weighing that up, you're you're going to score it on things that came <laughs> after it, and that's not fair. You should be scoring. No, no, it no, on no, no. I am keeping it in here. I'm, I'm keeping it in house. So I am going to go with a six as well for me. So I think that that seems kind of fair. Uh, you know, I think if it wasn't for some of those higher notes, like if it wasn't for the artwork. And it wasn't for the fact that we had, you know, uh, the Venom and those last four issues. This would have been, I think, subpar for me. But those things just kept it above middle for me. But it wasn't Venom. It wasn't Venom until the, the writer of Spider-Man decided it was Venom. So you're giving it points for something it had no control over. You're cheap. Eh, uh, shit. <laughs> My score. I did what I won. <laughs> Well, that gives it an average, folks. And I haven't worked this out in my head. I've got a computer. Here. I'm not that smart. I'm not a clever man. That gives us an average of 5.5 for Secret Wars from 1984. I think that's all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah? We're, yeah. We're all kind of happy with that. Yeah, yeah. And ignore Tom there. If there are any trolls, don't, don't talk to me. I don't want to know. <laughs> you won't get any sense out of me anyway. So uh, we do have a leaderboard, um, you know, but this is clearly just going to go straight to the top of that leaderboard, isn't it, realistically? That's um, what we've ever read. Say again? Best book we've ever read. <laughs> yeah, as far as it goes. Yeah, let's just add the leaderboard so folks can have a look at the leaderboard. There we go. Number one spot, Secret Wars 1984 with 5.5. <laughs> That's just really to show off the leaderboard. That's what it will look like, folks. Um, uh, and eventually we will fill that out with other story arcs that we will look at on a weekly basis. And who haven't we picked on? Let's pick on Phil. Phil, you want to tell people what we're reading next week? Uh, it's it's uh, Gods and Mortals. It's uh, Shane's... Uh, I'm assuming it's Shane's pick. Wonder Woman, isn't it? No? Gods and Mortals. He's very happy about it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Gods and Mortals from... Uh, I think it starts a Wonder Woman issue one through to... Help me out, Shane. Is it six? Um, I believe so, yes. Yep. There we go. So we're going to be reading that, which is sort of a retconning of Wonder Woman origins kind of sort of thing. We'll get into that next week. So if you retelling. Yeah. So if you guys want to read that this week and you want to come and talk to us and let people know what you think of Gods and Mortals Wonder Woman, that's what we'll be reading. So next week it is a bit of a DC fest and it'll be interesting to see. Will it knock Secret Wars? From 1984 off that top spot shane looks confident <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
on that note folks let's wrap it up as we do with the sundays we're going to do on the wednesdays so i'm going to say get your waves out and hopefully we will catch you all next wednesday folks for gods and mortals <laughs>